Um, I got to know this first. I like to, I just, this kind of gauges my barometer of people's problem solving abilities. Um, very important question. How do you guys store leftover pizza in the large household? In the large household? Yeah. Leftover pizza. Yeah. So we have to-go boxes in okay. our house because we have a pizza oven. Uh, oh, look back. at this guy. He's got a pizza oven. All right. And uh, we have five kids grown right. and now a couple grandkids. And so in the summers, uh, I turn into a pizza chef. And all right. So, so uh, pizzas. All we right. Make lots of pizzas. And my wife has all these to-go boxes. So we wrap them up in foil, put them in the to-go boxes. So foil, though. The foil, is if you find that that's satisfactory? Uh, saran wrap and then foil. Saran wrap. Then, okay. Yeah. All right. Don't, yeah. don't, don't skip any details on me. No. Right. Okay. Sorry. All right. Um, now, the pizza oven, I'm going to get on this because I want a pizza oven in my house someday. It's like my dream. Uh, wood fired? It's a lot of work, by the way. Is it? Yeah. So you're yeah, saying don't a lot do of work. it. You're, you're um, crushing my just, dreams just, immediately. Just be, be ready for a lot of work. A lot of work. Hot, is sweaty it, work. Is it wood fire or is it, it cold? Is okay. wood. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you like pizza? Yeah. Yeah. Do you make the, do you make the pizza like yourself? The dough? Uh, wife does? My wife makes the dough. Okay. And all of the toppings and the sauce. And I run the pizza oven. You run the pizza oven. So what, uh, how, give me, give me like, what's like the temperature? Like, what are we, how, how are we getting that thing ready? Like what temperature you like yeah, to get so it to? It takes a good hour, um, start the fire, get the fire going, get coals going yeah. right in the middle, um, push the fire back, you know, against yeah. the back of the pizza oven. And I, I've got an infrared uh, monitor that I'd love, like, love to see it get to 800, 900 yeah. degrees. So it's a couple minutes on per pizza. Nice. That's the other thing I think people don't understand. Like you can cook pizza like really, really hot. Yeah, three it's, minutes. It's very yeah. offensive. Yeah, it's fast. It's just, yeah, it's right. great. Well, that far surpassed any expectations that I had about leftover pizza storage. Well, good. So, well, heck, we might just call it a day. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I've I feel like I've learned more in the last five minutes than I expected to coming here. Um, Your expectations must have been low. <laughs> no, well, I mean, pizza is important, you know. So. Yep. Um, so uh, this is something that is curious to me. Uh, how did, if I'm correct, um, like you've spent a majority of your career here at Westfield? Yep. So why Westfield? Why Westfield? Uh, so I've been here 32 years, and uh, 32 years ago, coming out of college, uh, I needed a job. Uh, and uh, I had a couple options, but, but Westfield was a great option. I didn't know Westfield existed on campus interview, and then yeah. I, I came here. Uh, it seemed like a pretty, pretty good company, it'd been around a long time, it was yeah. stable. Uh, and they needed, you know, someone with my background, and uh, so here I am. So, what did you, what did you enter the company doing? What was your background? Yeah, so we, we've had a, uh, you know, a management training uh, program for over 40 years. Okay. And so, uh, as a college graduate, uh, I came into that program along with like 44 other college graduates. Yeah. And we spend you know, the better part of six months together going through lots of different aspects of training. I like to say that's where I learned how to spell insurance because most of us didn't you know, yeah. go to school to be insurance geeks. Uh, and then we all went out to our various disciplines. And then, uh, I graduated with a computer science degree and a business degree, and uh, so I went into IT after that program. Okay. Um, Bowling Green? Bowling Green, yeah. Bowling Green and yeah. computer science. Yeah. Um, and so what, you, what was kind of like first day on the job? Like what was, what was like getting into computer science and insurance? And so let me guess, did you grow up in an insurance family or insurance no. was very foreign to you? No, I literally so, learned how to spell insurance yeah. in that program. So, so nothing. So what, what, like, what was that first couple of days on the job of like getting into it and, and, and like what? It was, was a little overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, I initially started out uh, in a programming development area that maintained our life insurance process, policy processing system, yeah. which seemed amazingly complex to me. Uh, and took, uh, you know, 
weeks and weeks to sort of get to the point where I could understand enough to not not do too much damage. What like what were some of the like first things like they had you doing like like just really simple basic maintenance yeah. you know, where you know a change needed to be made like there was a product change maybe and it was uh, you know larger to go into this specific area and, and do this and and from a programming standpoint test it out and move it to production. Interesting. And I mean so obviously there's a whole fancy word that we've been tossing around the industry for a while in sure tech. Yeah. What is, I mean, from somebody that has grown up in that, you know, basically grown up with insurance and technology, what are your thoughts on like, like kind of that, this, I don't want to say it's a trend, but just kind of this more dedication to advancing that area? Um, you know, what does that look like to you? It's, it's impressive. Um, it, I think it is a, a trend. You know, I've, yeah. I've been in the space for over 30 years. Um, I remember going to Silicon Valley a dozen years ago and no one said anything about insurance. Yeah. Uh, we're there, you know, every couple months now and the the amount of capital coming into the space and the amount of attention is completely different. So it's it's significant uh, and it's exciting. Um, it's exciting to just to have a different set of capital and talent thinking about our industry. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what's got you most excited? Like what's one thing that you you have seen maybe that you're, you're you think has, you know, some promise? Uh, you know, our perspective is there's two areas where we see most of that capital and talent aimed, mm -hmm. improving customer experience, yep. because there's lots of opportunity in our world to do that, and distribution. You know, the, the folks that, that we've talked to that, you know, don't come from our industry as they analyze it, yeah. they see inefficiency and opportunity from a distribution standpoint. So those are the two, two big areas we, we see a lot of focus on. Yeah. Um, and, and just as your own personal journey at Westfield, like what, what is like, you know, kind of been your like, hey man, if we could ever do this, if we could get to that, is there something, you know, like from just, you know, like you said, working on the simplest of, of policy changes and maintenance to, to where you're at today. I mean, what is that from a technological from a technology journey? standpoint? Yeah, yeah I, think, I think our opportunity in general, but definitely for Westfield is to meet the customer where they are. Yeah. Um, and meet their expectations, which today are, are literally formed by things like Amazon Prime yeah. and other really, you know, efficient, transparent experiences. Uh, that's where we need to get, and, and technology is going to be one of the, the ways we do that. What are some of the things that you guys are working on that you think, like, what, if you had to define meeting the customer where they are from a Westfield standpoint, like, what does that look like to you? It's, uh, you know, it's 24-7, it's phone, it's chat, it's mobile. It's web, uh, it's person to person, it's yeah. all of those things uh, in a very flexible, fast, efficient environment. Yeah. You know, that's what, you know, from a customer's perspective, there's an awful lot that has to go into people, skills, technology, products, processes to, to get there. And how how's that kind of mesh with like the independent agent? Like we're like kind of uh, we have we've been accused, whether rightfully so or not, of, of uh, having our struggles adapting to such things. Like how, how do we kind of all kind of start <clears throat> taking that journey together? So I, I've seen a, a pretty significant shift, I think, in the last 10 years okay. in the channel. Uh, I mean, 10 years ago, uh, maybe a little less, we started to really assess our agents capabilities mm -hmm. and we weren't real thrilled with what we found, yeah. you know, like over half of them didn't, didn't have a website. Uh, it's totally changed and there are 
a lot of, of independent agents that are very focused on their digital presence, yeah. more sophisticated marketing, uh, including digital marketing, and it's a great trend to see. And so, you know, the best agents that we work with, we're working with them and talking with them on, on what I just talked about yeah. uh, from a customer standpoint. And um, I mean, I think you were kind of running things back that ten, like back when you started that initiation to kind of push towards the agent. That's one of the things that fascinates me is that, and I, I kind of want to hear like, you know, what, you know, what sparked that, but you guys really did make some tough decisions on, on just your agency partnerships <coughs> and how you view what a good agent is and what isn't. I mean, what, what was, was there like a moment when you're sitting there thinking this has to be like a, you know, one of the core foundations to make us successful? You know, my entire career, and I think the, for the entire history of this company, we've been very focused on the independent agent. It's yeah. been our sole mechanism of together reaching customers. Uh, and so we've always been really close. Uh, yeah. In my tenure, you know, technology changes, lots of things have, have changed. You know, as we looked at the channel over time, I would say, you know, we realized the channel was changing whether we liked it or not. Yeah. And um, we believed that the channel was going to be around forever. Yeah. And there was a place for it, but but change needed to happen. And so we started to think about what, what does the agency of the future look like? And, you know, that agency's got to be investing in talent constantly. They've got to be investing and evolving the way they approach the customer. Yeah. So we started to look for those kinds of capabilities and that kind of foresight, and, and we found it. Um, but if you look across the entire spectrum, there's a spectrum out there as well. And so we felt we really needed to differentiate uh, you know, the various parts of that spectrum. And what were some of the characteristics? I mean, obviously the website, and I was, I was uh, just up in Milwaukee with Craig the other day, and he was telling me, at one point, the um, the website evaluation was about equal with their loss ratio. Am I allowed to say that? Is that like? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yep. Which I thought was like, man, that's, I mean, I'm I'm impressed. But like, if you actually told the agent that, they'd be like, man, you guys are crazy. Yep. Yep. And yep. they might have you know thrown a couple things at you. But yeah. Um, well, I mean, what was like? Was that uh, how? What kind of? I'm, I'm I'm sure you couldn't have heard nice things all the time. You know, kind of going through that process from the agents. No, I. No, definitely. I mean, there, yeah. th there's always, I would say, healthy tension between yeah. carriers and agents. There sure. always has been. There always will be. I think that's yeah. a good thing, quite honestly. Yeah. We push on each other to make each other better. Yeah. Uh, we approach this process with the, we want to be successful together well into the future. And we think to do that, these are the kinds of things we, we both need to be doing. Uh, and it's investing in talent. It's, you know, perpetuating its digital capabilities, you know, it's, uh, so we started to measure things like SEO op, you know, uh, scores and optimization sure. of websites. Uh, so talking about that talent, this is kind of one of the things that, you know, I'm curious as to your perspective, you know, somebody that had, you know, started basically at the ground floor and, and worked, all the, worked your way all the way up. Um, you know, it's very unusual now for people in the industry to stay anyone place for a long time is it like what is it what's the difference back you know from when you started that contrast to you know people kind of jumping around the industry like uh kind of what do you what do you what do you think that they're they're kind of going through what are they looking for that you know maybe the the previous generation w was able to find uh you know just maybe one company versus where they, they're going to maybe try the industry from several different angles yeah I, th I think some of the differences are things like looking for and expecting diverse experiences yeah. um, and, and not 
you know, over shorter periods of time and looking for uh, broader experiences in, in a career and having that expectation, right? Yeah. And I think I, my, my, you know, 32 years ago, my expectation was, was different. And, and I think the industry was different too. I mean, a lot of us back then, you lived in your silo for most of your, if not all your career. Yeah. If you were claims, you were claims. And um, now carriers also are doing what lots of other industries have done is cross-pollinating and, and moving people around to get more diverse experiences. So, that, I mean, it happened both ways, right? I mean, yeah. companies realize the benefit of doing that and then generationally we've got folks that, that want to do that. Do you think there's a lack of patience, maybe sometimes to the detriment or like just they don't want to put in the necessary time? Because, yeah, I, I mean, let's be honest, like know. somebody in your position, you know, like 1% of people are starting at the bottom of the company and find, you know, making their way all the way up. I mean, I'm sure they took a lot of you know, hard work and probably sure. some, some maybe days, if not weeks, or you yeah. know, where it's like, ah, this isn't worth it or whatever it is, right? Um, but, I mean, is it, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, it could be patience. Yeah. I mean, there, there, that could be. I mean, I think that's a fair thought. Um, I think the world's moving at a faster pace today, and there's more change going on yeah. in that pace. And I think that's a part of it. Yeah. And if, if you grow up in that, that frames your expectations. So, uh, that's so. Interesting. so it was interesting. So now do you think that we're in a period where do you think much like what we've talked about, you know, you guys, you know, overhauling, like just physically, like in a dramatic way, your yeah. campus, yeah. is it that the companies haven't reacted fast enough to that change to where it might be an appealing place to work for an extended period of time? Yeah. Possible. I'll just speak for, for us. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, obviously we, we were, uh, you know, probably a little late. We, we could have reacted sooner. I mean, the fact that we waited for until our furniture system, we, we couldn't find spare parts anymore, um, well. probably is an indication or a symptom of uh, timing. Uh, but with that said, we're, we're really excited about, yeah. you know, all aspects of our culture, including physical space, being attractive to all generations. Yeah. And also facilitating the kind of work that needs to be done in the 21st century. Yeah, I mean, how much, I mean, do you have, I mean, as far as Westfield is considered, like, what are some of the things that have worked for you guys as far as attracting that, I mean, outside of, you know, you know, like a lot of money and new buildings? Yeah, um, so, uh, you know, longevity is interesting. Mm -hmm. So 170 years uh, in the testing we've done with customers yeah. uh, and generally, generationally, it means something to people. And so that's just a piece of the puzzle. Um, yeah. But being around for 170 years and being successful, even to a millennial, there's something there emotionally that's positive. Uh, I would say our culture uh, in Northeast Ohio, we're, we're known as just a stellar employer and a phenomenal place to work. Yeah. <clears throat> and in the industry, you know, I think we've got a great reputation of uh, having great people who uh, have solid values, do what they say they're going to do, uh, taking a relationship approach to pretty much everything we do. Uh, looking for mutual success, especially when it comes to that agency relationship. Yeah. Those are some of the some of the things that that help us attract talent. From an, from like an agency level, I mean, what you know, some of your more successful partners, like what are what are like, is there anything that you've seen like in, in that talent regards? Like, what are they doing to to get the, the fresh blood in? Is is there um, something that that they're doing that maybe the the agent down the street, the the smaller agency is doing? Yeah, we're seeing some some pretty sophisticated programs being yeah. leveraged to to go after talent. Uh, it's also the, the the biggest challenge I hear consistently from every agent I talk to. Uh, but they're building programs for both folks that have some insurance background mm -hmm. or education and folks that don't. So they're you know it's a two pronged approach, 
And then once they get folks in, they're using everything they can, formal education, mentoring, pairing, um, to try to set them up for, for success. Random question, do you guys require, this is, do you guys require people to have like a bachelor's degree to like work at Westfield? It, it depends on the role. Uh, there's so many different roles. For, for many we do, I think, yeah. but, for, but, but not all. Yes, I just got a, I had a message from an agent. I honestly don't know where this agent is from. They messaged me on Instagram the other day saying, like, I'm currently doing, like, CSR work. I'm just servicing policies for the, the producers, and I'm trying to get my degree. They need me to have a degree to, to, to sell, but I miss selling. It's like, what should I do? Should I stay there? Should I go find something else? I was like, ah, well, I mean, that's, that's a big uh, question over Instagram to answer to tell you how to live your life. But um, I was just curious, um, you know, it's like if you had somebody already in the building or whatever that, you know, is kind of showing that ambition. I think also to young, lazy millennials or whatever, they don't look for the opportunity to take the initiative. So like, do you have sort of like, op like is there any sort of track that says, hey, identifying those people that are solving problems and leading the initiatives and all that good yeah, stuff? Yeah, so, so we're also very well known for our investment in people. Yeah. We've got something called Westfield University that has a pretty large team and staff and a massive curriculum of experiential classroom and everything in between op learning opportunities. Okay. And so we're, we're, we're constantly, I, I think, in our folks' faces about that opportunity. Uh, we've got formal development planning processes that our leaders are strongly encouraged to leverage uh, that just helps people think through the process, right? So if you're not thinking about it, we'd like you to think about your development and where yeah. you wanna go and what you might wanna do in the future, and then if you make some, you have some thoughts there, then we've got a facility for you to, you know, take advantage. And it might be a college degree, it might not. It might yeah. be something else. Um, so you actually kind of practiced that, if I, if my notes are correct. You went back to business school, like 2007. Yeah. So uh, you know, Westfield has made an amazing investment in me from a development yeah. standpoint uh, over over multiple dec decades. I went to uh, multiple programs. Yeah. Um, I went to an advanced management program at the University of Chicago School of Business, mm -hmm. which was six weeks in a year, but I also did programs at Harvard uh, and, and a number of other places. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's a great example of uh, well, you know, I, the organization investing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's just uh, people do kind of get stuck and think like yeah. they, they have, they, there's, they reach some point where they stop learning. Um, and so now for those opportunities, I'm assuming they were available to everybody else that started with you as well, but what, when did you realize, like, hey, if I just maybe ask for something, what was that? Like, when did something flip in your brain of, like, hey, listen, I just need to start asking for these things and That's thinking about things great differently? Great question, great question. You know, sort of, uh, you know, I, I started leading people by, you know, 1990, 1991, 92. Yeah. And as I sort of progressed through some leadership roles, um, we also have a formal sort of succession planning and development process. Corporately, yeah. I started to show up there. And that meant I got some additional resources and I got a coach. And so for the first time in my career, I had someone who was a professional helping me look in the mirror, yeah. understand you know, what, what I was made of and what I was good at and what I wasn't good at and how to start thinking about working on that stuff and then also thinking about you know, longer term what I wanted to do. And so that process you know, by 2000, 2001, help me A, progress and develop, but also get a better picture of the kind of work I wanted to do. Is that something you kind of like intentionally set your sights on? Is something that kind of developed naturally? I'd say it developed over time, yeah. right? I mean, my development plan didn't say ever I wanted to be CEO Westfield. It said by 2003 or so, yeah. 
I want to run. I want to run run a business. I want to lead an organization and lead a business. Mm -hmm. That would, you know, that was my goal. When did you start to get the inkling that it might be here? That that was something that you were going to kind of maybe try to make a reality? Yeah, you know, um, I'd say the first major step was leading a 300-person, 75 million dollar IT operation, which at the time felt like a business. Yeah, uh, it was an internal business, but boy, yeah. it had all aspects of a business in it. And that felt like a great, you know, learning opportunity for me. And so, that point was where you know I thought, gee, it, it could be here. What were you able to accomplish with that? Like, what freedom were you given to to kind of be successful there? That maybe were you surprised about, or like like most kind of accomplished, or yeah. what? You know, we, I, so so I was in IT at the time, and we were on a transformation journey where we significantly changed the organization, how we operated. Um, you know, really trying to build a 21st century leading IT function. Yeah. And so there was a lot going on and, and a lot of that was good and yeah. some of it hadn't gone so well. Yeah. And so when I stepped in, um, there was literally, uh, you know, some leadership, I would say, that needed to be changed and improved. Yeah. And uh, it was, and I knew that was going to be the biggest challenge and that's where I started. Um, Technology stuff you can always figure out, and you can always find really smart people. Uh, solid quality leadership uh, is is always uh, the, the winning. So, formula. so what's what it, what's your kind of like? Is there like some sort of like thing like your secret? Like what's like one of the first things that you kind of thought like, man, I gotta put these guys into shape some for, some form of that. Yeah. So the first thing I did um, together with the with the leadership team there yeah. was assess and then transparently share. Our opportunities, and so I stood up in front of 300 people and said, yeah. "We have opportunities, and first one's leadership. It's us. Yeah. And so here are the kinds of things we're going to do, uh, and, and you should see this. Uh, and I'm looking for in the feedback. You know, open the feedback door uh, along the way because things never go perfectly. And that's kind of that's kind of a trend I, I I've been hearing. You know, it's like just this. Hey, listen, like there's no secrets. Like you yeah. know, like that that makes you probably think things that are not true, which makes things worse. Uh, but not a lot of people are comfortable having to come back to them. At least, depending if they control yeah. the speed. You know, it's like, oh, it's yeah. like hey, listen, hey, tell me what you think. It's like, hey, wait a second, I didn't mean that much. You know, it's like so. What how is like, was that something you were always kind of naturally geared for, or is it, did that take time as well? That took time to develop, and, and I think I learned over years how valuable that is. Yeah. And I also learned how hard it is to create that environment. To your point, it doesn't just happen in five minutes. Yeah. It's literally building trust, doing what you say you're, you're going to do, being transparent all the time, not just you know occasionally to build that environment where, where people will really tell, tell you what you need to hear. So somebody's saying, hey, that's great, this is fantastic. I, you know, I tried sharing stuff and we did it for like three weeks. It was just, it was fantastic and nobody cared. Like what, how long, like, how long did it take to actually see that? Like, is it like six months, is it a year? Do people give up too soon? Probably, would be a guess. I think it depends on the size of the organization and complexity. Yeah. The bigger and the more complex, I think the tougher it is and, and maybe the longer it takes. But, but it can be done in, in short order. It, it, it's about taking big steps and being genuine and real and, and people seeing that and feeling it tangibly. Yeah. If they do, people like that. People will, will respond positively. I've well, seen it. So what, 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 can you give me an example of, of tangible, something real? Like what was something that you were able to kind of do, give that, that created that feeling? Um, you know, in that specific example, uh, I acknowledge leadership was a challenge. Yeah. 
and then we laid out specific things and then we made them happen. And in some cases that required changes in leadership. Mm. And people, people take note when you say you're gonna do something like that and then they see you make significant moves like that. Uh, that's an example, there's other things, but. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so what, are, what are, I'm, I'm curious, because you said there's other things. Um, something outside of you know changing changing personnel um, was there some type of maybe just how the work is being approached and or accomplished was it was there anything like that that would would kind of help like to where um, you know like um, we were going around with Stuart and he kind of gave me a moment of you know ideas should be judged on you know the merit of the idea versus right. what Cuba came out of or what office it was from yeah. was there anything like that absolutely that was part of the transformation we were already trying to yeah trying to build and uh, just continuing that and creating forums, I would say. Creating forums for people where they're comfortable, they're encouraged to share their thoughts or ideas, and in some cases, how they're feeling, right? yeah. how things are going. Yeah. And um, providing a safe way to do that, you know, constructively, do that enough, and people realize the benefit, and they also realize you're not gonna you know, overreact and, and do something you know, that feels like a penalty. Do you feel any responsibility from an industry standpoint just to kind of lead the industry in, in a certain way? Like, do you feel like the Westfield has some sort of place? Like, is there anything that you're doing intentionally to say like, hey, listen, we're doing this differently because and you should pay attention to it? We've got a, a vision for our commercial lines platform to be something different than a standard insurance product, a standard piece of risk transfer, and standard customer service. We would like to have a differentiated value proposition for the small business owner in mm -hmm. this country. And that probably looks like um, insurance kinds of services and products yeah. that are evolved, but also maybe non-insurance kinds of things, right? And with the amount of data that's in the world, and with the technology that we talked about and, and some of what's going on, we think there's an opportunity to come at them uh, with what will probably feel like a different angle than insurance. Yeah. Uh, what we've learned is uh, pretty much any customer, as soon as the word insurance gets mentioned, their mindset goes to a certain place. Uh, and if, if we can shift that so that they think of Westfield uh, by the way, you don't see insurance in our new brand. It's Westfield. That's a good point. I didn't notice uh, that. <clears throat> you know, they see us as an, a partner to help them be successful. Yeah. Part of that's probably a standard uh, piece of risk transfer, but it could be much more. Um, so you're saying instead <clears throat> of changing the perception of insurance, just maybe not mention insurance altogether? Is that going too far? Feels like I just saying yeah, it out loud. Feels like I think uh, going too far. Yeah, I mean, the the risk transfer is going to be there. Yeah. It's, it's an important piece of the puzzle. We just think there could be more, and we think expectations are going to continue to evolve out there yeah. to want more, uh, right? So if we've if we've got the data and the sophistication to analyze a sector of small business and understand that, and then and then provide that somehow to help a business be successful, in addition to a to an insurance contract, I think they'll feel different than what they do today, you know, with their insurance company. I'm, I'm wrapping up with this one. What, um, outside of the, the small business revitalization or reimagining, if you will, um, what, what's, what are you most excited about 
that Westfield's doing, or just even, or just even in the industry, like that you actually, you know, from where you sit, that you get to be a part of, get to watch, get to initiate. Like, what do you? What's what's your personal like passion at the moment? It's uh, it's our our culture. It's ensuring that this phenomenal culture we have, which is our people, um, not only is maintained well into the future, but continues to positively evolve as well. Yeah. And so. Uh, what we do as leaders, how we act, how we perform, and how we nurture and develop uh, our folks is more important than everything we've talked about. And it's a great opportunity for all of our leaders to, to figure out how to articulate more clearly what our culture is, what it means, and why it's so important to the company, to agents, and to, to customers, and, and the community as well. So that's where, that's where my head's at today. Awesome. That's it. I'm going to call it right there. Wow. Give us a few minutes. Awesome. Is that all right? Absolutely. Good yeah. stuff, man. Appreciate it. Sure. Fantastic. Thank you.